Welcome to the Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the world of Crowfall with your host, Chris and Walker. This is Walker, and after a brief hiatus, we're back today to talk about the recent lead designer update and changes coming in the upcoming patch 7.700. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Chris. Chris, how you doing today, man? I'm uh, having fun resetting. Hey, look at that. And we're all having fun <laughs> knowing what that word means. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's good to reset every now and then, you know? It is. Yeah. Please go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there if I didn't. No. Oh. I was in reference to Crowfall. Yeah, we got uh, seven point seven patch notes and some awesome changes in there, and it looks like an entirely new direction for Dregs with no importing. So, completely fresh start in in that campaign setup. Yeah, yeah. Well, before I jump into the nitty gritty of what's coming in the next changes, I, I, I you know, I just want to kind of talk about our take on the game to some extent and talk about, you know, we, we've took a couple of weeks off from the podcast and candidly took a couple mm-hmm. of weeks off from the game. Yeah. I, you know, we talked to the last couple of, of uh, episodes. We talked a little bit about some of the stuff that had gone on with our guild and, and people, you know, leaving that. And, and there was a bit of an element of kind of like things kind of lost their luster a little bit. And uh-huh. the the reality of the state of the game just felt a lot more apparent to me once we had our own little internal strife. And when I say that, I mean, it's not like anyone was angry or called anyone names or anything <laughs> dramatic. So it wasn't that it was a drama situation, but just, I don't know, when we lost that, that core community that we'd had for so long, it, yeah, it just, it made it obvious to me how how dead the game really has been, frankly, which is crazy. Cause I know I, I probably talk about that every episode, but it, I don't know. It just really hit home. <laughs> yeah. And, and when I say resetting, as you know, I mean, we've played a lot of MMOs and that commitment to something like that, it, it's easy to fall in certain um, spaces where real life in my my experiences begin to suffer so i started feeling that friction and even though i did not want folks to to leave and everything and the state of the population is kind of sad even if the population was healthy i I still think there's a a healthy balance of gameplay and time uh allotted to the game that should be considered you know especially other people and we have real lives and different things commitments to take care of and that's kind of some real talk uh, around yeah i mean you know i'm apologies to the listener because this is not about crowfall specifically but i mean i'll even say you know there's a new a new game that came out on steam within the last few weeks called core keeper that's kind of like a blend of like terraria meet stardew valley meets valheim in some ways right Oh, yeah. And and so it's like, I think it's up to eight players co-op. So it's this co-op kind of survival adventure game that's not too hard or demanding, but it's kind of novel and fun and whatever. And 
I've played many of games like this with with friends of mine, and and for for this one, the last time, uh, me and the group of people that I play these kinds of games, the last time one came, I think it was maybe last year when Valheim came out. We kind of just turned our lives upside down to play Valheim, right? Like we were. I mean, we still had. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we still had jobs, but it was like if we weren't working or if I wasn't podcasting or something, like I was playing Valheim, and for the first week, uh-huh. it was it was great. It felt like I was tapping back into when I was 20 or something. But the second week of it, and we we were done after a couple of weeks, but that second week of it, I felt bad about it. Right? <laughs> like I didn't feel I didn't right. feel great about how much not just time, but just like and, and when I say energy, I don't mean like capacity to be awake as much as just like consciousness <laughs> dedicated to Valheim, <laughs> right? Like it was too much. Yeah. Yeah, you look around and you. For me, I see the laundry, and I'm just like, man. <laughs> and then there's dishes, and then right, you know, things just like get added up. Well, and so so this time when Corekeeper came out, we were like, all right, well, we're gonna we're all down to play, but let's not no life it, right? Like, let's try and mm-hmm. keep it in balance. Let's just try and play a few nights a week at most, and whatever. And and what that's actually turned into is, I think we had one night where all four people were on. And then maybe one or two other nights where three of us were on. But what it's resulted in is is that it's just actually really hard for us to get together to all play because the four people all have different, entirely different schedules. And so my point in all of this is that, like, I do think there's an element. Age is certainly a part of it, but it's not. The only reason that age matters is because you've just had more time to accumulate more things that you're interested in. Um, so right. it's not like because That's I'm a good way of it's not like I'm too old to play a video game or something, right? Like it's 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 more just that I have other things that are that I think are interesting that I want to give my attention to. Mm-hmm. And so when we have four people like that, like it's actually just really hard to coordinate everyone together. And again, I know no one listening cares about Corekeeper or my <laughs> gameplay of that game or anything. My point though is just that like to to your point is it's it can be difficult and i think that i do think that there's an element of like the older people get and again of course it's not a hard rule or something but that it does get more challenging to get people to to commit a lot of time to any one thing whether it be a game or whatever and so yeah i mean something where it's like hey maybe five nights a week you know like when, back in november when we had a full seed schedule it's like five nights a week you've got a crowfall commitment and it's like right i mean dude like i'm not like i don't talk to my mom that often you know what i mean like <laughs> like uh thanks and so there's but it's not the fault of crowfall it's just kind of the nature of i don't know life to some extent right that it's like people are going to not be available all the time and and the feeling that you do have to be there all the time I think ultimately does create a resentment. I mean, if a person wants to play all the time and they want to give their attention all the time, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying that that there are, you know, (laughs) need to be interested in more things or something. It doesn't matter, but just simply that if you are interested in other things, when you have that pressure, and I'm saying the word you, but I, when I have that pressure, where I feel like I have to log in or I'm letting my community down and it's that frequent. It's like it, 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 yeah, it builds to something that's not, not a, not a fun place. Yeah, and I mean, from a mental health standpoint, it's not sustainable. I mean, that's kind of the nature of all MMOs, right, is is trying to figure out 
being able to have that customer base and, and not let everyone's life go off the rails. And <laughs> But from the new changes uh, coming down, I mean, the way that the campaigns are looking to be restructured, that offers the sustainability, the, the way we thought campaigns were going to work when we first started the game. And that's giving it like a set time frame and that equal start across the board. So, yeah, let's jump into some of the changes then. So I'm going to start and I'm not going to like read the whole letter here on the podcast or something, but I do want to just, I want to read a sentence from the beginning of the, the, the letter that they wrote, which is remember the claims of campaigns with no elves, no metal or fresh start. Sadly, we haven't lived up to any of those. And then it goes on. Mm -hmm. The reason that I'm, I was so (laughs) validated, frankly, when I saw that is because that's what I thought I remembered that this was supposed to be like, like whenever I looked up Crowfall well before it launched and yes, I didn't play in the beta. So F me, I could have known if I would have done that, but whatever, that's what I read (laughs) and that, or that's what I remembered reading. But Mm -hmm. based on how the last 10 months have played out, frankly, I thought I was crazy. I thought that I had just, I must have misremembered what I read. You know what I mean? That like, maybe they didn't ever say there was going to be campaigns with no elves or no dwarves. Maybe they did always say that the campaign was going to be about getting a score. And I don't know, like maybe I just didn't pay as much attention as I thought I did. So it was very refreshing to see that I am not insane (laughs) and that they just went in a different direction from maybe where they had talked about going originally. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, you got to consider the the development um, teams, you know, and the switchover on the company and everything. And I mean, there's there's a lot of moving pieces in there. It's nice to see that they've acknowledged uh, where it's been and hopefully going in uh, a positive direction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, something they talk about is this idea of. And I'm not sure if that's actually in this letter. There's another letter as well from Gordon Walton. That's an executive producer update that came about a week before this one. That's kind of a summary of of kind of what's happened over the last few months and then kind of a more general direction that they're trying to go. But it's not a, it's not a detailed breakdown of the next patch like the uh, lead designer update from Thomas Blair was. So, yep. But anyway, so in the Gordon Walton letter, he talks about the, the idea of of campaign knobs, right? That they can turn mm-hmm. <laughs> they can turn the knobs and make all sorts of adjustments from campaign to campaign, which is again, again, anyone that's listened probably is like, God, shut up! But <laughs> I will <laughs> I, I will say it again. The reason that I thought that Crowfall was more compelling than New World or Mortal Online Two or any other number of MMOs that are supposed to come out or that have already come out is the campaign structure because of the capacity to iterate because they can try new things because they can do a no elves campaign or a no import campaign or whatever. That's the whole point (laughs) is that it's supposed to be allows them to take risks. Um, And it's so much fun twisting knobs. Yeah. He doesn't like to twist, but anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm, this is the direction that I wanted to see them go in now. Mm -hmm. 
they also don't say that this is the template for dregs going forward, what they lay out. So what we're going to talk about coming up here, this is just for the next campaign. And according to them, they're going to be changing the configuration knobs for every campaign, dregs campaign at least, for the remainder of the year. Um, yeah, okay. Which is, again, that's cool though, because that's leaning into <laughs> try stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah, try stuff. I mean... And and that's good that they're upfront about it. They're like, hey, the rest of this year, we're just going to try a bunch of stuff. Right. And great. I mean, give me two weeks of this and two weeks of that, and we'll just roll with it, see what happens. Yeah. So the first thing that they change is the duration. And so the first thing that they're changing is this next, this next campaign is going to be two weeks long. So it will not be concurrent with the Shadows campaign. Right, it's not going to be mm. what it's always been, where shadow drags yeah. start at the same time and end at the same time. Interesting. Okay. I personally like that. I like the two weeks because you know, back to the point I was making at the beginning here, where we're talking about just this time commitment and how that can be a mm-hmm. challenge. That's the other reason that I think the campaign is so appealing, and frankly, is kind of just a modern MMO design choice. Is that is that a lot of people don't have unlimited time to play and there, there are people where maybe they need to take a month off. I mean, actually the last campaign that we actively played in the person who is the shot caller for us had to leave because they had a real life work commitment that was going to take them away from their home for like, I don't know, six weeks or something. Yeah. And so they're just gone. Well, if it's a game that's just continuous, persistent progress, you're just six weeks behind now. And mm-hmm. depending on the timing of patches and whatever, like that could be really hard to make up that ground. And if nothing else, you just feel like you're behind yep. with the campaign structure like this, you can go away for six weeks. And then when you come back, it's a new campaign and, and you can just jump in again. So mm-hmm. I like the fact that it's two weeks and I hope that they stick with shorter campaigns, especially if the campaigns are always going to be something that are played for points which I think they probably always will be, I guess. But to be frank, when I, again, in my made-up version of what Crowfall was going to be, I didn't actually think the campaigns were going to play for points. I thought that the campaigns would end after a month or two or three or something, but I thought it was just part of the lore that the world is just dying. I didn't think Mm -hmm. it was because we were going to play for a score. Um, Yeah, yeah. But I think if you're going to play for a score, I think shorter is better. So that way we can get through it and anyone who thinks that the four weeks are better that's fine but please show me over the last 10 months where the last two weeks of dregs was more compelling than the first <laughs> i mean really yeah i mean i i'm all for baseball stats but watching a baseball game does take a really long time and there's 162 of them <laughs> and no one cares yeah. right right yeah so i mean yeah short is better in this uh instance and and also i mean we're not i mean i don't know the exact numbers of the population but i would like to think that we're not too far away from getting more people to try the game and potentially there might need to be a, a shorter drag and maybe a longer drags. Uh, right. And then we would there would be the population to sustain more than one campaign. Well, and that's the other uh, thing that I always thought was that we were going to have overlapping campaigns, right? Like yeah. where you can kind of hop in and out wherever you want. And yeah, that wasn't how mm-hmm. it happened either. I mean, it is if you count shadows, but 
So then the next thing they're doing is you leave or you enter the campaign at level one. And as you said at the very beginning, there's no importing. Yeah. So, dude, I love it. Like, I I love that they're doing that. And again, that's what I always thought it was going to be, right? And maybe I didn't always expect that you would have to start a fresh character. But at the very least, that you're not importing stuff. Yeah, at the very least. I mean, I I guess the leveling requirements and all of that stuff is going to be turned down. So you'll probably be able to level fairly quickly. Yeah, that's what they say. They say that NPCs will generate double experience amounts, which should make the lower levels go even faster. And then post level post 30 levels will go faster as well. I think that's fine. I mean, honestly, you know, to some extent what they're doing and they've been caught in this space and and we're, I mean, this is not our own unique thought. I've, I've read this and heard other people say this, but they're kind of caught in the middle between like two different games, right? Like, Mm -hmm. They want to be an MMO, but then they want to be this like throne war simulator that's not an MMO. Mm-hmm. And in their letter, and again, I'm now I'm doing such a horrible job of re- referencing this letter. Oh yeah, actually, this is they do say it here. They say this has led to campaigns morphing into a very static MMO that people mentally map to a standard MMO, which is not what we set out to build. Mm-hmm. And I would agree with that entirely. That. It's like the problem with the problem with the campaigns being short, even if they're five weeks long, like they have been or whatever, is that the systems that drive how you get gear and how you get vessels and all of that, all of the crafting and harvesting is so cumbersome that it's impossible to expect that people would play a fresh start campaign with those existing systems right yeah yeah because it's it's just too much and so that's the other thing they're doing is they're going in and they're they're entering harvest mode light and crafting mode light where there's one harvester discipline and one crafting discipline and one belt for each and that's it that's all you have to level to do any harvesting or crafting and so what they're doing with that is they're really leaning away from the mmo part and like a two-week dregs it's almost kind of like a like in (laughs) This is such, such a confusing way to say this, but it's like an MMO version of a battle royale game. Ooh, okay, right. I'm with you because a battle royale game is usually like an hour or less, and the idea is that you jump in and you run around and you collect gear, and then that's randomized, and then you fight enemies along the way and hope to win, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so what this is, what this sounds to me like, or what this makes me think of, it's like it's almost it's that same premise except applying MMO thinking to it. So instead of an hour, it's two weeks, right? Which Mm -hmm. in the context of an hour is really, really long. (laughs) Like if a game of PUBG or Battle or Fortnite or whatever lasted for two weeks, that'd be nuts, right? So (laughs) yes. So we're applying that. You're not just collecting gear from random houses or something. You're actually having to level a character up. But the level one Mm -hmm. to 30 process in this game is not so fast already. Mm -hmm. And 30 to 35... It does take some time, but you could probably have done it in in the old system. I would guess in 20 hours or less, you could go from 30 to 35 if you had the vessels available to just keep going, right? Yeah, to just slap in. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I think that the leveling will probably be pretty quick. 
And then they are still maintaining the harvesting and crafting, but in a much more simplified and easily digestible form so that that's not all you're spending your time doing. But it is still a part. Yeah, I I mean, it's great. And like you said, that comparison of MMO and arena PvP, because then you come out of the campaign, you have your account progression part part of it. I don't know. I mean, it it's what the game, the game that we thought we were going to play when we first started. I think it is. Well, you're also not taking anything out of the campaign, right? Like you can take your character in yeah. a vessel, but that's it. That's all you can export out. The vessel that's equipped. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah so I mean, de-level the character basically, but yeah. Yeah, it opens up so many more possibilities with trying of the knobs. I mean, you could have the overseer tower could have special loot and equipment and different things, but it's not going to mess up the economy because, you know, you get it for that campaign and it's cool. You get to use it, but it's not something that's just going to be floating around, right? That only you were able to get in that one specific campaign. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know how many knobs they're going to turn, but I really, really, really <laughs> hope that they... All of them. All well, I hope one knob they don't turn again <laughs> is the import knob. I, oh, yeah. I, it, it, and honestly, and this is... So, you know, you and I have kind of gone back and forth for a long time where you're like, I think Shadows is viable. I think faction versus faction is good. And I'm like, I think it's weak. I think that you should go play <laughs> Guild Wars 2 if you want to do that, right? Like, Yeah. And... I actually, though, now with this new approach to dregs, I think leaving shadows is fine and have that be your more traditional MMO version of the game. If you want these really long, complicated crafting and harvesting things, if you want to, you know, have all of this long term progression and import stuff and and have this this ever growing power, then fine. But yeah, do that in shadows. And that's actually better there, too, because it evens the playing field a bit where now you don't, you know, even though the campaigns are going to be longer, you don't have to care as much and feel that same sense of commitment or duty because it's not just your guild or your alliance that can defend, right? It's the whole faction that can potentially defend sieges or attack sieges or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it feels like that it's a good transition from trying the game into shadows that's kind of like you do your thing you got your learn the game harvesting all of that stuff and then you're moving into like a more elite arena fighting situation where also 12 people from the guild right it's it's capped they do have um, so. a max server guild limit which is only 12 members of a guild may be in the campaign at a time so then they say, while your guild may be larger, there's now a limit to how many of them can make it past the lobby. We want to yeah. shrink this down and see if the campaign feels fair and how well it's work, how guilds work as small teams. It's 12, right? It's what it says, and I assume that also means no alliances, because that would kind of defeat the purpose of 12-man guilds if you can ally with 15 other guilds. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would make sense, I guess. If there was no alliances, it would just be guild based and then you're just on your own i mean any sort of agreements or things to be worked out would have to be done outside of the 
game. Well, and to some extent, if they don't allow alliances, you can't. I mean, you could say I'm not going to attack you, but you still can't trade with them. You still can't heal them. If you are close to them when you fight, you're going to damage them. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, people could have underhanded deals, but the game doesn't actually support it in a lot of ways. So you're limited in how helpful I think you can be. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't know. And it seems beneficial to be able to ally and have other friends in other guilds. I think that I think that especially given I I think that given the reframing of this where Mm -hmm. Shadows is the persistent campaign that never stops. Right. Yeah. And I mean, not that it never stops. It's still going to reset every five weeks or whatever, but it's always on. Whereas, like, the dregs, I think it's on their forum, they say, let's see, I've missed it. Somewhere, Tig said, this will be out within a few weeks of after the next campaign. Here we go. We will start this campaign at least a week after 7.7 goes live. So 7.7 is going to go live on Monday, April 4th, and that's when Shadows is going to start. Mm-hmm. But Dregs is not going to start right then. Oh, okay. And since it's only two weeks, unless it starts in the last two weeks of Shadows, it will end before Shadows is done, right? Right, yeah. So that, anyway, so, that, so reframing Dregs is kind of this, you know, tournament is kind of an interesting way to say it, I guess. But its own standalone event. I think it's interesting to keep it like this because it's only two weeks. So it's not like you can't have friends in other guilds ever or something right but it's like for these two weeks you pick your 12 you go in what do you got right i love it yeah pick your 12 i mean i don't know it's it's just i uh, it's amazing 12 like a, a basketball team you're gonna you're gonna see the, the crowfall championship in esports at <laughs> yeah we've got <laughs> we've got a ways to go before that i think but, uh, <laughs> Well, and so why that's interesting, though, is, you know, you look at some of the larger, you know, not just alliances, but even guilds, right? Guilds that have a roster of 50. Well, if they have, I mean, they probably don't have 50 active. Let's say they have 30 active. (laughs) Let's say they have 36 active. So the math works. So if they've got 36 active in, in their guild in Shadows, then now they can't take all 36 of those people to dregs i mean they can if they're all willing to play at alternate times but assuming more than 12 of them want to play at once they're gonna have to split up to go into dregs right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i think that's really interesting too because it's gonna kind of it kind of puts a stake in the idea of like well let's just all join the biggest group that we can because then that makes us the most powerful because we have strength in numbers yeah because you you literally can't play (laughs) in the campaign if you've got too many too many numbers exactly yeah that, that works out well with the math with 36 i mean you could run multiple squads of 12 at different times and different days of the week yeah yeah if you were willing to be that coordinated and everyone was on board then hey good good for you people i've played with we had trouble getting people out of the wildland zones which also had 12 minutes <laughs> and uh, and we that was just a single zone man. right that's just a zone, not the whole campaign. So, yeah, I think it's awesome. You know, I don't know that I think that Dregs should never have bigger player bases, but I think especially now when the player base is so little, I mean, that's the problem that we've... That's not fair. 
The problem is that there's not a population. Mm-hmm. One of the symptoms of that problem is that, and again, I don't know what this current campaign is because I haven't played, but in previous campaigns, you have, you know, a mega alliance, basically, that's like half the server, and then the other half of the server is split up amongst a bunch of little nobodies, right? <laughs> and they're trying to rally together to fight the big one, but the big one just wins. So I think that right now where there's not enough population to fight <laughs> the, the big one with another big one, it's good to put a cap like this in to see how it works. Because if, if they didn't put a cap and they made all the other changes but didn't put a guild member, ca- guild member cap in, then I think the dregs would still be largely one mega alliance, maybe two, and then everyone else kind of feeling like they don't care, you know? Yeah, I mean, once you get that massive power, I mean, that was what the campaigns was supposed to solve, right, is that amassing of power where everyone just was like, wow, I'm done playing. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the truth is is that I honestly, I, I was so naive. I did not understand to what level uh, importing was being done. And, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not, I, I, this is not a shot at people who, who are doing a lot of importing I and mean, we did it too, <laughs> once we understood how it all worked. But yeah, I mean, especially these older established guilds that have been winning dregs rewards since July, that they, they don't, you know, in the current game, they don't farm anything because they don't need to. Right. Yeah. And especially when an alt account is 15 bucks, and you've got another however many, you know, 60 tokens or I don't know what the number is anymore, but whatever that number was, it's like it just becomes kind of it's implausible for them to not import everything. And then, yeah, to what you just said, then it it literally defeats the entire value of the campaign structure as it, with regards to the power curve, because now you do just have the powerful staying powerful and no one else catching up. And it's like, yeah, this is this is not what I wanted. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think this is the direction I did want. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, can you imagine? I wouldn't even, can't even think about what it would be like to not, uh, have to harvest and you're just importing everything. I'm over here going like, where's my belt? <laughs> right. Make sure I put on the right belt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then in conjunction with the size, another thing they're doing is the highest stronghold level. So... With the size reduction of max players allowed in guilds, keeps are just too big. Too big. So instead, the the biggest stronghold level is going to be fort. The forts will provide various bonuses like special vendors and buffs when the walls are built and the fort is upgraded. Not to mention they provide conquest points. And then it says, don't forget forts D-level when the owners change, which creates more activity at the mines as guilds who lose their forts will need the timber to upgrade them. So... Mm-hmm. I I like that change a lot, too. The keeps were completely out of of alignment with the reality of the game for the last several months. Exactly. Most keeps were completely unleveled. Even the keeps that we did take with, like, the alliances that we were in, we didn't level up all of the buildings. Like, we didn't even build all of the buildings. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that we did build, we didn't even maximum level all of them. And if we had more than one keep, whatever the second or third keep was, literally no buildings in it whatsoever. Yeah, uh, just a keep. <laughs> I mean, maybe a bell tower or something, I guess, but pretty much just just the structure. 
and yeah, I mean, talk about destroying immersion, right? Like, I mean, there's plenty of things that can do that, but fighting over a castle that <laughs> looks like yeah, it's abandoned. literally nobody cares about right uh other than the imaginary points that go up on the scoreboard yeah exactly yeah so no I think- but i i really like the the consolidation into the lower level strongholds i mean there's probably a lot of positive things that could come out of the forts i mean we talked about having the locations of, of these things being more in line with strategic territory purposes. So yeah, I mean, we focus on the forts. Well, and that all comes even more into line. So, you know, we didn't really get very much into the harvesting and crafting changes. So with harvesting, I'll just read real quick what they've said here, which is, like I said, they've combined all the disciplines into one discipline, which is hilariously called Ultra Mega Harvester Discipline. <laughs> Sounds like a name I would come up with. So so then it says there is now also a tiering system to the resources. Quality still exists. So you can still get white, blue, you know, green, whatever. But copper is the lowest tier. And then it goes tin, iron, silver, and aurelium is the highest tier. Mm-hmm. So... With that introduction, with the introduction of that idea, that makes the resources even more potentially valuable, right? Like Aurelium now is just more valuable than copper. Yeah. So if they can get to a place, and I don't expect it all at once, but yeah, if they can get to a place where they can maybe get start placing forts and then spawning resources strategically around those forts so that you know, holding Fort X is really valuable because it gives you access to Aurelia. And holding Fort Y is really valuable because it gives you access to, I don't know, whatever the highest quality of stone will be or whatever that is. Like, that's really interesting, I think. You know what would be really cool? I don't know what would be involved in this, but it it seems like scouting the maps are going to be insanely important now, right? Because we're locating the exact type of nodes we need. If you are the first one to discover said node in your guild, somehow that updating to the in-game map for your guild members Mm. would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they could make a way where you could place markers or something and then share those with your guild, that would work. But yeah, that would be really interesting. Well, and, and, you know, yet again, yet another misconception I had about how I made up in my head that the game would work versus how it really works. I didn't think we were going to be fighting over predetermined buildings. (laughs) I thought we were going to join an empty world and and guilds would be erecting and building their own forts and castles and structures and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I have no idea if that's even kind of on the table because I don't know that they have the mechanics in place for that really to build anywhere. But if so... That would be a way to do that, right? Like, hey, we just yeah. found a really dope spot on the map. We're going to put a fort here. You know, like, again, that may be a bit beyond the, the technical limitations of what the <laughs> what the game is designed to do, which is fine. It, that Building your own castle is not necessary for this to, to be compelling again. But yeah, I, I... So then in crafting, I also want to touch on in crafting. So... Instead of seven stages to craft a sword, the sword, for example, there's now one stage. There's no experimentation. Everyone has access to all recipes that are available. Stone masonry and necromancy are not available in this mode. Oh, so higher quality vessels are just available for purchase from vendors. 
Hmm. Oh, that's okay. pretty good. So because of the resource tiering, a higher tier of resources produces better items. The higher tier items are level gated, which puts pressure on progression to be able to equip the better gear. All of that I love. That makes so much more sense. I, yeah, I really, I don't know. I haven't had much time to think about it, but I think that's really good for necromancy because there was all this talk of like, well, what do you do when everyone just has their 30 to 5 legendary vessel? You know, I mean, who are you making vessels for? But if you're limited to these vessels that you're purchasing in there, once you get out, there's always that need to get a crafted vessel that's min-maxed, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it, 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 the crafting system, so the way that the crafting system gets de- gets described in a positive way is that it's complex, <laughs> right? And I can appreciate complexity and, and how that can make something more interesting. The And I feel like the the way that this was designed, and again, I, I wasn't in the room, obviously, so I'm kind of making this up, but it seems like kind of the idea they had when they're designing the crafting system is like, we'll make it really complicated and then players will have to discover different combinations and how to make the best gear. So mm-hmm. if you spend a long time making swords, you might actually just know combinations of things and the way it works where you can make a better sword than I can as a novice sword maker, right? Yep. But that's not actually how it plays out because we have the internet. I know. And, and you know, it's, I mean, this is an entirely different game, but I, I was playing Neon Abyss the other night. And you know how you don't, can't see the, what the upgrades do. Yeah. Um, when you pick them up. Yeah. So there's like this worked in element of discovery, which could be cool, except now it's just tedious because I'm all tabbing and going to the website and looking up the names. And, I, I don't know. I mean, it, we might as well just put the names in the thing. And <laughs> I don't know. See, I think for, for me, I think, you know, in a single player game like you're talking about, I think it's great to leave that in because it's up to you. You as the player, if you want to go look it up, fine. But that's you choosing to do that, right? Like you could also enjoy the experience of not knowing and learning through playing the game. That's true. But that's in a true. multiplayer game. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. There's no competition where someone is already doing that and it's just putting yourself behind because you're not as efficient. Exactly. Exactly. The the competitive aspect of, of something like Crowfall makes it so that, you know, if, if I know how to make the orange sword and you don't, and now we fight and you lose, it's hard to shake the sentiment that maybe you lost because you didn't have the orange sword. And if that's just because you haven't, you haven't crafted enough to know, how to make one that's a ridiculous <laughs> that's a ridiculous barrier right so you're not in one that you're not going to observe so you're going to immediately go to the crowfall crafting website and plug it in and see how it works which makes sense and it's too bad because i think that i i love the idea of the experimentation and being able to to discover stuff mm-hmm. it just doesn't work when people are you know when people put stuff out on the internet yeah yeah and it's competitive like there's another game called Project Gorgon that's an MMO that is maybe the antithesis of Crowfall. <laughs> it's there's no PvP, there's no comp competing, there's no campaigns. <laughs> it's all PvE and it's very open-ended in what you can do with it. 
and in that game, there's a that game doesn't tell you a lot of stuff on purpose for the same reason. So that there's this sense of discovery and the sense of like learning the world by experiencing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like in that game, for example, there was a an item or a skill that I wanted to buy. I think it was, and or no, maybe I ha- maybe it was maybe it was an item like a, a skinning knife or something that I wanted so I could start skinning. So I asked in chat in the zone I'm in, hey, where do I find a skinning knife? And someone was like, I think the farmer has a quest line that might give you one. And that's all they said. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So I run around. I find the farmer. He does, in fact, have a quest line. I complete it. I get the skinning knife. Well, <laughs> it turns out that the next zone over just has a vendor that sells skinning knives, right? <laughs> so I could have just went to the next zone and bought it. And that player could have told me that, but they didn't because that community, it's a very small player base. That's where it's similar to Crowfall, (laughs) very small player base. Um, But they didn't tell me because they didn't want to spoil it for me, right? And I didn't go look it up because I didn't want to spoil it for myself because, again, I'm not competing against anyone. It's very possible they might not have known about it. I mean, It's possible. The only reason I say that the community is good about that is because there's actually a built-in functionality in the game where you can mask text. So oh, that okay. way you can like hide text so that if it's spoilery, other mm-hmm. people can't see it unless they like highlight over it kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm all fine with, you know, withholding of information for the greater experience. I, I just don't want it to, to feel gimmicky. Like, oh, you don't know what this is. Ha You got to discover it. Right. Well, and I think that that's driven. <laughs> I think that the competitive element of it drives that. Right. The yeah. competitive element drives that you're going to go look it up online. And if you're not, then you're potentially just losing more in PVP for nothing all because of, because you're willfully being, you know, remaining ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe that's it. Willful ignorance in a competitive game doesn't really make sense. Willful, willful ignorance in a non-competitive game can actually be enriching, which mm-hmm. is weird, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, well said there. So, yeah, I think, you know, all in all, I'm obviously, as I've gone on and on and on for however long we've been talking now, I'm very excited about the new changes they're making. This is exactly the kind of changes I think they needed to make. I I don't expect that the population rebounds next month. My hope is that they turn the knobs for a while and try some different stuff and then and then maybe do a Steam launch or something, right? But try and re-release and try and drum up some excitement again. But I, I think that they should get... <laughs> I think they need to put some distance between the game that we've been playing for the last year and whatever it's going to be. Like they don't need to rush yeah. that because if they just go in a couple of months and go, cool, we shortened the campaigns and simplified crafting. Like let's launch it. Like, I don't think that does it. I don't think we need, need some more things fixed like the banking UI still. Um, <laughs> and don't tell me just cause you made some changes. It's good enough. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's just not as bad as it was, which was, it went from like humiliating to embarrassing. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? like, I mean, it is better, but yeah. right, right, <laughs> right, right. It's like before it was like I had to watch someone sleep with my wife. Now I just have to. <laughs> now I just have to suffer someone hitting on her in front of me. But it's like, can I just yeah. have the respect of like you just don't hit on my wife? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's right. Nice that you're not you're not sleeping with her in front of me. But maybe we could just you could just have some respect for me. That's how I feel about the banking UI in Crowfall. 
Yeah, you, you might uh, get to hear a few voicemails or phone calls or something, but yeah, a little bit more distance. Anyway, so yeah, I will say though, I mean, I like I said at the very beginning when I said I wanted to be candid about you know where we were with the game. To be real honest, I was probably about done. I don't know if I was going to be done forever, but I was going to be done for uh, the foreseeable future. And we took a couple week hiatus on the pod. We did plan to come back and do at least a final episode. And uh, yeah, honestly, with these changes, I'm back in. Like, I'm I'm excited to play again. When these changes come out, I'll be there. And um, I don't know if we'll still have a pod every week going forward. Probably not especially between now and when these changes are implemented, because I don't know really what we have <laughs> between now and then to cover. But yeah, you know, if, if you like the show, thanks so much for reaching out, those of you that, that have, and keep an eye out for it. We'll, we'll be sure and post on social media when we release an episode, but I think this is the right direction for the game, and I, I'm yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah, and then just take it as, as it comes, and we'll roll with these changes. And, and uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that... With the new campaigns, there'll be something interesting and fresh to, you know, that we could cover and and talk about on the app for sure. It's just like with the guild and the alliance things and and all that stuff. It's like, well, I mean, it's only so much world uh, politics you can (laughs) cover. Well, that's just it. Is yeah, yeah. There, there isn't any politics to cover. I mean. You guys heard it. The politics that we eventually got to cover were like guilds of eight people breaking down into guilds of four people. <laughs> and it's just like, this is so dumb. I know. And then there was, there's no meaningful changes. I mean, the most exciting change we've had this year was the flavonoids thing. And, and to call that exciting is a misuse of the word exciting. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it just, it was all on life support for a while. And that became very apparent after you know the events of the last month or so but i'm completely renewed in my excitement for it i'm i'm yeah i, I think i think this really is their chance turn it start, around we will start evolving yeah anything else you wanted to cover today i'll do it well that's all for the show today follow us on twitter and minds at crowfall pod you can also check out my other podcast the walk show which explores the walk of life through interviews with a variety of guests or my other show, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a podcast about video games where we explore the idea of why gaming matters. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week. Stay up. Mm-hmm.